Hey, 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 beings. You are listening to the Self-Tivity Podcast. I am your host, Danny, your self-investment storyteller. Today's episode features a special guest who will be a valuable participant in our Being to Being Self-Tivity segments. The Being to Being segments are a fun way to connect with beings who are open-minded, enjoys thought-provoking questions, and perspective-shifting concepts. I also invite entrepreneurs and business owners who have a thought, product, or service that contributes to our self-investment journey in the areas of personal growth, mindset, well-being, entrepreneurship, and or financial empowerment. Guests will participate in our Being to Being activities bi-weekly, so be sure to follow so you don't miss out on all the fun. Let's find out who's on today and what self-tivity experience they will present to us. Are you ready? Because I am. Hey, hey, beings. Welcome back to the self Duty Podcast. I am Danie, your self-investment storyteller. And today I have a very, very exciting episode for you guys today. I have Diana Lockett on the show. Diana is from Canada and she's Canada's only realignment life coach. Through her transformational coaching, she helps you to create a life of a better health and wellness, increased performance, deeper confidence, healthier relationships, and a return on your own authentic states of joy. Lockett's best-selling book, Ignite the Hunger in You, is available on Amazon. Diana, welcome to the show. How are you feeling today? Hi, Danny. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a privilege and a pleasure to be in your presence and in your radiant light. I'm doing fantastic. It's such an exciting week this week. It's the week that this third book of mine with Ignite Publishing is launched. And um, so it's, there's just so much going on and it's all amazing. I love it. I've been reading into everything that you're doing and I think that it's very exciting. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. I know recently before we started the episode, we were speaking about you having your book being in connection with working with Les Brown, which I think is a really great accomplishment <laughs> for you because Les Brown is very well known in the community of life coaching, changing lives, motivational speaking. So congratulations to you on your third book. Thank you. Yeah, this one was really special because of the relationship that we had with Les Brown in this book was unbelievable. So I do compilation books with 34 other authors and Les Brown was our lead author in this book and did some one-on-one coaching weekly coaching poured into us the entire time and Les and I got to know each other. So it's just been an incredible pleasure and unexpected turn of my life. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for participating in today's experience with me. Uh, we have a self-tivity session everyone's planned. I have invited Diana to participate in one of my being to being experiences where you can either have a prepared or impromptu speech. You can respond to seven questions on life within one minute or you can play my game Thought ER, which is your opportunity to say whether or not you agree or disagree with a philosophical quote. Diana has opted to participate in option two. So today I have seven questions and hopefully Diana has seven answers that she can share with us within one minute. So I am going to have a signal that I'm going to share with Diana because we are face to face right now. So when she has 10 seconds left for her answer, I'm going to give her that signal. And then we're going to go straight into the next question. So we will learn a little bit about Ms. Lockett and the way that her mind works on this self-tivity being-to-being experience. Miss Lockett, are you ready? Not only ready, I am so excited. Thank you. All right, awesome. So I'm going to have my first question, and then as soon as I finish the question, I'm going to have my timer, and then you'll see my signal, okay? Mm-hmm. And you can be as creative as you like with the responses. 
All right, question one. Is happiness just chemicals flowing through your brain or something more? One minute on the clock. So we definitely know that happiness is a response, a chemical response in the body. There's no doubt about it. And happiness, for many people, there's a belief that happiness is a destination and there's something wrong with me if I'm not happy. I truly believe that happiness is just another state and another emotional state that we get to travel through on this journey of life, that some days are happy and some days are less happy. But if we can find contentment in all of our states, then we don't attach to happiness. We recognize it as a state of possibility and it is the chemical response in the body, there's also a choice about it. But my concern when people make a choice of happiness, like I just want to be happy, I just want to be happy, we go into what we call the spiritual bypass, which means that I'm going to just ignore everything that doesn't make me happy and just reach for that state, which makes it a goal, which makes it a destination. I truly believe that happiness is a choice and it's part of our human experience, not all of it. Awesome. Question two, have we become less happy in the age of technology? I would have said a couple of years ago, yes. And since COVID and having to shut down and stay home and be on technology, I actually feel like some of the connections that I get to make, especially living in a small town in Canada, the only way I could make those connections is through technology. So I do know that technology is particularly a hindrance to developing brains and it leads to increase doses of the reward chemicals that people are wanting instant hits for. So we have to balance it out. But I actually think that there is, especially since COVID, we have an opportunity to have social engagement through technology that, you know, think back to a hundred or so years ago with the other massive plagues and diseases that we had on earth, people would not have had a way of communicating and connecting with each other. So is it a risk? Absolutely. Should we limit it? Yes. Is it a way for us to engage socially and to to elevate our feel-good chemicals, particularly oxytocin? Absolutely. Awesome. Question three. How can people believe in truths without evidence? It's a beautiful question. That's such a philosophical question. <laughs> so those of you listening know that I don't know these questions ahead of time. So how can people believe in truth without evidence? Perfect. So there are certain things in the world that we cannot see, like we cannot see electricity, but we know it's always there because we turn on the light and the light turns on. We cannot see spirit, grace, universe, God, whatever your name is, the God of your understanding, we cannot see it. And yet the evidence shows us that we are all miracles. And there's a one in 400 trillion chances that any one of us would be here, which is statistically zero. None of us should be here. And yet each one of us made the cut because we're here, we're talking, we're listening, and we're breathing. That to me is the greatest evidence of truth without actual evidence, that there is something in intelligence source guiding us every moment of every day. Question four, do you think anyone has actually met their true soulmate? I believe that we all have soulmates in terms of people that we're meant to be on this life journey with. They may not be romantic partners, but they're people. And you just know when you meet people, there's that instant connection, like you've been together in another lifetime. And they're like, you know, your sister or your brother from another mother. I believe those are our soulmates. And there's a sense of TV and history has romanticized it. And it makes people feel like they're less than if they haven't had that connection with a romantic partner. I think you can have it with a romantic partner, but I think it's deeper than that. I think we get to have experiences with people throughout our lifetime that touch us in a way that just seem to get us. To me, those are our soulmates. And I'm so grateful that I have quite a few in my life. All right. Question five. Can life be meaningful without friends? Mm. I'm going to say with that one, the answer for me is a clear no. 
because the research evidence has shown us that one of the greatest indicators of happiness when they look at people who are 80s and 90s years of age, the greatest indicator of their happiness and fulfillment in life is the amount of deep friendships and relationships they had. So the research tells us that we need connection. We are interconnected beings. We are not meant to be independent. We are not meant to be codependent. We're meant to be interdependent and interrelated. And the greater that we can create those relationships, the greater our sense of fulfillment because it creates deep, lasting connections. And we get up and go through all the chemical reasons why, but the biggest one is oxytocin, which is the cuddle hormone, that when we are in connection with other humans, we can elevate those chemicals and it makes us feel better. So I really feel we need each other. We're not meant to be here independently. Question six, are clowns funny or scary? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Clowns, in my perspective, okay, I believe clowns are funny. And I believe that we need to laugh. We need to feel good that way. We need to send those funny chemicals, those laughing chemicals into our body. It helps to lighten life. Like we take life so seriously. So my perspective is clowns are here to lighten the load of life. And I love it. Now I do know that I have family members who find clowns very scary. Media, TV, Hollywood has played that up. But I really think clowns come to us and they get to play characters that secretly, like I would love to play a clown one day and just make kids laugh that way. So I love that clowns, I think they're hilarious. And I think that we need to uh, just laugh with them and let them teach us how to be light. I love it. Last question. Does time have a beginning or an end? Mm. Well, if I go way back, time is an illusion, right? Because time is just a construct that man made up. That's plain and simple. So is time real? No. Have we made it real? Yes. We talk about a beginning and an end. Let's put it into our spiritual perspective. There is a day that you were born in this physical realm. And there's a day that you will take your last breath in your physical realm. And that to me would be the beginning and the end of time for this physical experience as I'm experiencing it right now in this embodied form. What happens after? I'm not sure. I don't remember the after. I don't remember the before, but I know in this moment, I get a choice. I don't have a choice. I was birthed at a particular day. The universe breathed me that first day. And then I, at some point, I'll have my last breath. And then everything I do in between, Lisa Nichols calls the gap. I get Mm. to choose it. And Les Brown says, live full, die empty. And maybe we'll concern ourselves more with that than the actual time. Mm. Wow. We completed the game. And this is the first time I was able to play (laughs) the game on the podcast. And I am so pumped right now. You did such an amazing job. Those were tough questions. I love them. What's so beautiful is that, like mentioned before, there was no idea of what questions that I was going to pose today. And the responses were like amazing. Mm. I really enjoyed you. I mean, there's so many things that you said within one, each minute that I'm like, oh, we have to have another show. We have to have another show. I want to talk to you in detail because there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about within your one minute answers. And I hope everyone who's listening today, there was some type of return on the investment of time you spent listening to each answer. I think we learn from one another when we get to share and experience each other's thoughts in a very organic, 
organic manner. But playing a game is even more fun to me. So if you are listening, what I like you guys to think about when you're playing these games with me is, is there a return on the investment of you listening to someone else's thought? Did you gain anything or did you not gain anything? Even if you don't agree with someone, you are gaining something, right? It's up to you to understand what it is that you're gaining. You're gaining a little bit more insight about yourself. Like, hmm, I don't quite agree with that. Or, hmm, I learned something from that person today that I can actually use as a profit in my life. So, Diana, thank you for participating in today's experience. I now want to give you this opportunity without restriction to share yourself with the audience. Tell them about what's going on with you. Tell them how they can connect with you and tell them what you provide to the world. Thank you so much, Danny. First of all, that was just so fun. And I've done a lot of podcasts and a lot of talks in my day, and I've never done one like this. So I am would love to share with my co-authors, my colleagues, so they can connect with you and potentially come on because it was just fun. And I was on the edge of my seat, like, what is she going to ask me next? And <laughs> what am I going to say? So thank you for that opportunity. And uh, yeah, I look forward to listening back to this. And what did I say? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and of course, any one of those points, whatever I said, any one of those points absolutely could be elaborated on. And we'll, I'd love to have some more conversations with you. So thank you for that invitation. What's really relevant right now for me is this book, Ignite the Hunger in You, which is a collaboration with Les Brown and 30 for other authors through Ignite Publishing. This is my third publication with Ignite Publishing. And it's, they're all very meaningful, relevant, deep, personal, authentic stories of people who have overcome something in their life. And my own personal story is a deep, really deep embodied experience and expression of grief. And for anyone who is moving through grief or is still holding grief in their system, in their body, in their nervous system, I give action steps on how you can work towards it. Because people like to, first of all, we we don't have a narrative around grief in our society. People don't like to talk about grief. They don't know what to do, what to say. So my story will help you to understand, first of all, that whatever you're going through, it's okay. And the steps that I take where I bring loving presence in my grief, I actually create, like I hold my hand out as though I'm holding my grief in my hand as a loving friend. And I still, it still visits me occasionally. And when it does, it like sort of just knocks at my heart and I say, oh, there you are. What do we need to do today? So I'd love for people to read my story, but all the others are so meaningful and relevant. That book is launched December 6th. I know this is being aired closer to the end of of, uh, December, but you can still go to Amazon, whatever your local Amazon is, and purchase the book Ignite the Hunger in You. And one of my really proud, proud moments in this book is what we're doing with the proceeds of the digital copy of the book. So the digital copy of the book, which currently is $1.99 on Amazon, it might go up. I'm not sure how Amazon is going to price it once the book launch is complete, but 100% of the proceeds goes towards building schools in Cambodia for underprivileged children. And I'm really, really excited to have that happen because I've worked in education for 32 years. I understand how privileged we are in North America to have safe learning environments and to have access to literacy and learning. So we get to bring that into children in Cambodia. Some other things that I'm involved in is I worked as a speech language pathologist for 32 years. I take my communication skills 
from that experience and conscious communication skills. And I help speakers and presenters to amplify their presentation skills, to become better speakers. Some of it might be helping you with the content, but it's more about the delivery of how you communicate. It's something that I'm very passionate about. I also do transformational coaching, coaching groups, and I'm going to be starting a coaching certification program sometime in 2022. It's in the works. I am Canada's only realignment coach. And when people work with me, they say, oh my gosh, we need to duplicate you. So I want to do that. I want to bring my coaching techniques into other coaches, which includes transformational coaching through deep embodiment practices, somatic practices, soma means body. So body practices, deep spiritual practices, and then your traditional life coaching mindset practices. So I bring them all together. I merge them together. And then the last thing that's coming up for me soon in 2022, I don't have a release date yet, but I'm in pre-production right now for a TV show. And it's going to be, I know, it's going to be aired on a network called the Divine Spirit Network, which is based in the UK. And it has a a massive reach of networks. It's, It's syndicated and released to many, many networks, millions of people, millions of viewers. And then there's another production company or network that's approached me about bringing my content in there in, in the US. So it looks like my work is going to be hitting some international platforms. I'm super excited. My palms are up. I don't know what life is bringing to me, but I get to say yes to it all. And then my solo book is going to be completed. I'm saying this out loud by the end of December. It's yes, been in the works for a few years. <laughs> and um, then we'll need a couple of months to turn around and get it published. But I have a solo book in the work as well, which is part memoir and um, deep spiritual coaching and embodiment practices for people to navigate life in a way that's more grace-filled, more gentle, mm. uh, more supportive. And that's really what I want to bring into the world. Mm. I love that. I really, I mean, I could just listen to you. I could just listen to you just talk because it's like one after another. It's just another gem just mm. in your your speech. I want to thank you again for being here with me today. I really enjoyed you. I'm really thankful for the type of work that you do. I wish you the very best in all your endeavors. And I cannot wait to get my hands on your book. I want to now give you the opportunity to share with us, with all of the listeners, what your sensitivity statement is to close us out. So I just learned about the sensitivity statement yeah, as we I began this conversation today, but it was so clear to me. My brand is called Realign to Thrive because I believe that we do not have to just survive in life, that no matter what's happened to us, we can all realign to thrive with tools and techniques and strategies and practices and a commitment to want to do so. And I speak from coming from a place where I have had very many dark night of the soul moments in my life, which all of that will be revealed in my solo book. So my self-tivity statement is I can realign to thrive each time I remember to take a deep breath. Your breath becomes the mode of transformation for your physiology your biology. And when you can take a breath, all of a sudden, the perspective of what you're going through, how you're feeling, how you're going to communicate, all of that can change, can radically change. So I can realign to thrive every time I take a deep breath. Oh, listen, I mean, as you said, it, I was taking a breath because of the power within it. And for those who have not been here before, I do want to share with you what the self-tivity statement is. It's a formula of the affirmation plus your supported action. What are you going to do to actually support what you want to speak in your life? And we hear affirmations all the time. We hear affirmations. I am light. I am breath. I am 
free. I am abundant. But we have to be intentional about it. In the world that we live, I think we need to really be intentional about it and have support and action. Just like we learn in English, we have our main point. We also need those support and sentences to support that main point. And we need support and actions to support that main affirmation. So we got a chance to hear another self-tivity statement from the only... Realignment coach in Canada. I love that. As you, the only <laughs> realignment coach in Canada, Diana. Diana. And I don't think I shared my website. If I can, oh, please, yeah, yeah. people please to connect share. with me. It's mm-hmm. um, dianalockett.com. So it's just my name.com. Not just my name. I don't want to minimize it. It's yeah. my name.com. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love how you were intentional about listening to what you just said and correcting it. You know, I feel like because... To me, it's all about practice, right? We have to practice these things. Some of us are unlearning some of the things that we've learned over time. And I know you spoke to me earlier about working with your target audience and they've been living a life of everything for everyone else telling them what they should be doing. And then they kind of get into their 40s and 50s and say, I need some help because I've been doing life the way people told me to do instead of really tapping in. So mm-hmm. we probably could talk for another hour, but we will yeah. save it until I get a chance to read the book so I can have a thorough review with you and some question and answers. But until next time, everyone, we want to say goodbye to Diana. We want to say goodbye to you guys, but goodbye in a way where I'll see you again. Hold on to you as much as you can. Hold on to your health, your being, and your mind. Be mindful. 